0: Right? You're in. And so God bless you. It's as easy as that around here, all right? And so uh, God bless you, and you have become a part of our financial partners. And so we we look at you as, uh, as staff members. Now, I don't have any staff members, so after uh, church, we expect you to help tear down chairs, okay? <laughs> Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 this morning. We are looking at a Short little snippet of, of the Gospel of Luke. But if you're following along in your Bible reading, uh, today is the eighth day of the month. And so, eighth day, of, uh, yeah, eighth day of the month. And so, we are reading Luke chapter eight today, if you've not already read that. Uh, so, remember to read a chapter a day. And on the 24th, you'll read the last chapter of Luke and wake up Christmas morning experiencing uh, Christmas joy and knowing exactly why we have that, and why we celebrate Christmas in general, okay? So Luke chapter 2, look in the 25th verse this morning. It does appear on your screen. When you find that, would you stand with me for the reading and honoring of God's Word? This morning, a quick message. I know what time it is. I can tell time. You're going to be fine. And uh, I'm going to preach not real long, but not real short. All right, Luke 2 verse 25 The Bible says, "And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law," Then took he up him up in his arms and blessed God, and said, "Lord, now lettest thou thy servant, depart in peace according to thy word. for mine eyes have seen thy salvation." which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Dear Lord, we pray today that we would see the true joy and experience Christmas for all that it really, truly is, the advent of your Son, Jesus Christ, coming to earth to save sinners. Lord, we pray today that you would bless this time that you would give us an understanding of your word, and that you would help us, Lord, in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated this morning. Quickly through this, I want you to look at verse 25 and verse 26. This morning we simply will just title this Adoration. Adoration. And I would challenge you this morning to see that in this Christmas holiday season, do you have the same joy and adoration that we see this man has for the coming of the King of Israel? Not for the candy or for the pies or for the decorations or for the anything else that you could put together with Christmas, not for the present giving or the present getting, but for the true truth of Christmas, what it represents as the birth of Christ. And so here we see in verse 25 that the consolation. Of Israel. This is a Jewish idiom and it simply means uh, for the coming of the Messiah, that it means that there's comfort in this. Now, those of you who are saved, I hope that you take great comfort in your salvation. And having the peace and the comfort in your salvation is what Christianity is all made up of. You see, we can have hard times, we can have bad things go on in our lives, but when you have Jesus Christ, and when you have him as a Savior, you have all the peace that you'll ever need. Him being the Prince of Peace, we understand that here Simeon sees this. He is the comfort, and he is seen as such. Now we believe, and through the Scriptures, that Simeon was a was an elderly man, that he was an older man, and you see in the verses there, in verse 25, that He was there, he was just, and he was devout. And so we believe that he was right with God, righteous and holy in the sense that he was a law follower, that he had done the things in his life uh, to get this Holy Spirit-given inspiration to tell him that he was not going to die before he met Jesus Christ face to face. Now, you just think about that for a moment. Somebody that's so close to the Lord that he gives them a promise and says, you will meet your Savior face to face someday. And I would say to you, my Christian friends, if you're saved here today, you will meet Jesus in such fashion face to face, and you will have the joy of the Lord, and you will be in his presence, and you'll not need or want for anything other than the joy of Jesus Christ in your life. Now, this morning you see here that Simeon not only is this devout and just man in character and having trusted God as a savior, but that through this special insight of the Holy Spirit, he recognized the Christ and that now he understands he has seen him. And you you can only imagine the anxiety of knowing this for some period of time as an older man, that you will meet the Lord. And imagine the excitement of wanting to know when that day would come and when he could be there. Now, listen, he's very excited. And I would say to you, we should be that excited about the rapture and the day that Jesus Christ would call us up or that day where we would meet Jesus on our own. But looking forward here and looking into this a little bit more, he lifts up this little baby if you would flip this prophecy and flip the fulfillment of this prophecy on its side, we have been promised to meet our Lord at our death of our mortal bodies, and our comfort will come in the Messiah at that day. Turn with me to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, in fact, chapter 5. See, there's a great confidence in... Imagine this older man waiting day by day and wondering when such child should be born, when he would meet this person, and we not knowing the day of our demise, but knowing through Hebrews 9.27 that we surely have an appointed day that we will die, and then comes the judgment, or then comes the knowledge of meeting the Lord. It's important for us to take what we know of the Christmas story and put it into future perspective of what it really means to a Christian born, uh, to a born-again Christian person, That it's more than just the story of Christmas, but it's the prophecy of all the things that Christ fulfilled when he came to earth as a man and what that means for us today. And so I use these verses often at, at funerals, but 2 Corinthians 5, and maybe I should read them more often, and maybe we should read them in church and memorize them in our hearts, because it says this, Therefore we are always confident... Simeon was very confident because he was given the Holy Spirit's inspiration of knowing that this was going to happen. All Christians here have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And so you should have the belief because of that spirit in you, the witness that we can be confident at this thing that will be mentioned here. It goes on to say that we're always confident knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, while we're here on earth, we are absent from the Lord. However, we walk by faith and not by sight. Could I have you read that with me? 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Simeon is walking by faith. Though he's never seen Jesus at that present time until what we read there in Luke, he's lived his life knowing that someday in faith he will because God has told him that he will. And he trusted God for it. Do you trust God in what we will see in verse 8? So we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body. I'm okay with dying. Because the very next part says, and to be present with the Lord. It's important that you see that and compare and put that together, that a devout, true follower of Jesus Christ, a faith born-again promised, justified person in Christ will see Jesus, and that should bring us tidings of comfort and joy into our lives on a daily basis. In verse 27, you see Jesus was just over about a month old here. We know this because of other things that are written there in Luke, but he came uh, into existence and now he is being brought into the temple, which was the custom of the law of Moses to do. After the child on the eighth day would be circumcised. A male child was to be separated and to be made holy unto the Lord, so he was presented in the temple. As Jesus is presented there in the temple, we see some amazing things, and this is what I want to look at majorly today, that as he comes in, uh, you'll see in verse 28 that he is able. Simeon is able to hold the child. Look at this, verse 28. He beholds Jesus in his arms, and he blesses God, and this is what he said. This is called the hymn or the song of Simeon. You see that uh, likewise with Mary in chapter 1 of Luke. You also see that in the Old Testament, uh, and Hannah uh, and Samuel, when Hannah goes and dedicates Samuel to the Lord. Now this hymn uh, that would have been sung in the Old Testament days and even in the New Testament, first century church perhaps, that Simeon sings out. And I want you to listen to this and hold this in your heart here. In verse 28, he took him up, he blesses him, or he blesses God for him. In 29, he says, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. There's a Greek, uh, Latin, I guess it should be Latin Vulgate there uh, for now lettest is, is the title of the song. Uh, Depart in peace according to thy word. He says, I'm prepared and okay and ready to die because I've seen my Savior. He goes on to say that in a much more beautiful way than I. For in mine eyes have seen thy salvation. The battle hymn of the Republic written during the Civil War period, the beginning line is taken from this. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And I think it's a beautiful thought and a beautiful way to illustrate what Christmas truly is. We look forward to December 25th as what we call Christmas Day. But I believe that it should be Christmas every day in the sense that those of you who are saved, though you've never met Jesus face to face at this point, every single day you can say, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. I don't know about you. I've never met Jesus face to face, but I know Jesus. I don't know about you. I I can't tell you the shape of Jesus' hands and how tall or short he is. I can't tell you much about his features and reality except for what the Bible says, but I've met Jesus. I would ask you today, have you met Jesus? Do you know the Jesus that I know? Because if you understood and knew the Jesus that I knew and the Jesus that Simeon knows, and your eyes would say, I have met and I have seen my salvation, and I am prepared to follow him and to serve him and to be a devout lover of Jesus Christ and the things of Jesus Christ because you would not be able to get away from the glory of who he is. He goes on in verse 29, and he says that he can't die. uh, He can die happy now. And he goes on there in verse 31, skip down, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to the light uh, the Gentiles. This is so important for those of you who are not Jewish born, uh, tribal Jews, which I don't believe any of you are for all the rest of us that be Gentiles. This is so important. Luke is the writer here. Being a Gentile himself made sure to write in this that salvation would be offered to both Gentile and Jew and that Jesus would be the gospel light to the entire world in the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah in chapter 9. Turn to Isaiah chapter 9. Many of you would know certain verses that are read in Isaiah chapter 9 at Christmas time, but it goes much more than that. Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, and uh, the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Uh, the Prince of Peace. That's where we get all those things, the Everlasting Father. But before Isaiah prophesied and said that, he says this in Isaiah 9, verse 1. Nevertheless, the dimness... Shall not be such as was in vexation, when at the first the lightly afflicted the land of Zebulon and the land of the thetelli, and afterward did more grievous by afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan and Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. they dwell. In the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shine. You say, what are you talking about, preacher? Well, I just want to match the Bible up and give you the perspective of what really is going to come to pass. That's a prophecy that was given hundreds of years before Jesus was born. Now Jesus is born, and uh, it's obvious here that Simeon would have understood the, the the word of God and knew that prophecy. And as he sees Jesus and he holds that little baby in his arms, he's so excited because now what has happened is a special blessing. See the People of Galilee uh, and the, were in uh, much destruction and despair during Isaiah's prophecy. So when Isaiah's prophesying that, they're saying... Galilee, if you remember the Bible, they say, Can anything good come from Galilee? They say, Jesus, take him to the Galileans. He's he's one of them. He's dirty, depraved, he's messed up. And God saw fit that this prophecy would be fulfilled that Isaiah prophesied many years ago that Jesus would be manifested and that he would live and minister in Galilee and be that great light because Jesus and his salvation is the light of the world to the gentiles. Look at Matthew 4:13 really quickly. Matthew 4:13. Jesus is that light. He came into the world on this end. He came into the world not that we could wrap presents, not that we could sing carols. He came into this world to be the light of the world. Jesus Christ himself here in Matthew 4 verse 13. The Bible tells us and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zabulon and Naphtali. It's the same words from Greek to Hebrew that we just read in Isaiah. It goes on here that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet saying. The prophecy we just read in Isaiah has been fulfilled right here. The land of Zabulon, the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light has sprung up. I just want you to simply see that that is the setup for where Jesus would minister, but now the completion, and we'll tie it to our world today in just a moment. In verse 34, back in Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, and verse 34. Go back and finish the hymn here of Simeon. In verse 34. And Simeon blessed them and said, Mary unto Mary, his mother, behold, the child is set for the fall and rising again of many right before that. Those of you who were here last week for the virgin birth, Luke knew and understood the virgin birth. In verse 33 there, he says, Joseph and his mother. He does not attribute Jesus as Joseph's son because he's not his biological son, because he knows that the doctrine of the virgin birth is important, that it's not immaculate in its conception, but that Mary had other children afterwards. But what's important there is Luke also knows that Joseph is his legal father, so later on he calls them uh, the parents of Jesus. And so you have to watch that because people will try to confuse you and try to make you believe that that uh, Joseph is somehow his earthly father, that Mary continued on in her virginity for the rest of her life, neither is true, okay? And so look at this uh, back in verse 34, it says, And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and the rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. I simply want you to understand this and see this this morning. Many people would be offended by Jesus, yet many would believe and rise. Perhaps even Luke is speaking of the day of the resurrection of the believers in this. But I do know this for sure, that he is talking (coughs) (coughs) about a sign that was given to Israel. And many people still don't believe in Jesus Christ. The Jews, by religion, don't believe he's come. (coughs) They're still waiting for him. They have no peace. Lost people have no peace because they have no hope. I want you to see in putting this together and before we come here, he, he Foretold. Simeon tells Mary that your son is going to be despised and rejected. And ultimately, this is the first time in the Gospel of Luke that Jesus' sacrificial crucifixion is prophesied and foretold of, that he is going to die, but he's going to do this for the remission of sins for the entire world. He, he says this is a contrast between Simeon's eyes seeing the coming of the Savior with Mary's eyes who will we'll see the death of the same person. Our eyes are able to make us sound in our priorities, and they are able to ruin our whole testimony as well through our eyes comes into the gate of the eyes. Our body can be ruined. For someone who is blind, it messes up the rest of the body because they know not where to take that. So we have to have our priorities, right? And this whole entire thing, as far as our adoration, is about priorities. And I'm only going to take five more minutes just to put this together for you. See, Simeon is excited not because of the gift of the baby itself, but for the representation of what the gift of the baby will do in the future. It's one of the hardest things and strangest things to understand. And there are several times in the Gospels where Mary ponders or she keeps these things in her heart. And I believe that some of that sparks out of the announcement or the Annunciation when Gabriel tells them what he will do, that this person or this child will save his people then you hear here that, hey, this is going to pierce through your soul. Speaking of Mary's own heart and the, the crying and the tears that she would see as her son died on the cross. But I also believe that it's the, the fixing of uh, the original sin in Genesis 3.15 that Satan is going to have a little smack to Jesus. But ultimately, this man is going to crush the serpent's head. And what we need to understand and take out of this today is the glory and the joy here in these verses that we see was ultimately given this gift of salvation. This man who came in the Savior's body, this this Jesus that came into the form of flesh, he came to live and to die. He came to be born, but he came to be born only to die for the sins of the world. See, Christmas we talk about, and we have to have two separate occasions. We have to have Christmas for his birth, and we have to have Easter for his death. But I'm here to tell you this today, that they are one and the same. They are synonymous, and that all year round, this is what we talk about, and this is what everything we're doing is about. Everything that these missionary families are going to do, and are walking in and traveling around this country to do, it starts here, but it also ends here. Through Luke 2, 25-35, you can explain and teach the entire gospel that Jesus Christ was and that he lived a perfect, sinless life and that he died on the cross to substitute himself for us. But yes, to see the resurrection part there, that he also rose the third day according to the scriptures. He didn't just stay in the grave. The most grateful thing and the most awesome thing you can do, if you really want to give praise and honor and glory to the Lord in this holiday season, is to remember and be thankful that Jesus Christ, that the plan of salvation— before Before the world began was that he would be born a little baby away in a manger, that he would be grown up as a child. The Bible says that he grew in wisdom and knowledge and stature. It does not mean that Jesus wasn't God when he was born. It meant that he was like us and that he grew up and matured and came of age. And at age 12, he's in the temple later on in the chapter there, and he's listening to the people. They were astonished by the things that he knew and the things that he could recite. And all you need to know is that Jesus did all of that, and he came to earth so that you and I would glorify the Father in heaven and so in this Christmas season I want you to catch this and I want you to hold on to this with all of your heart you can have your family celebrations and you can do whatever your family's customs are and I won't judge you for that that's between you and the Lord but if you or should you forget that the season that we are in is a season for all sing every single day of the year that it's 365 66 in a leap year that it has nothing to do with a specific day they have no idea what day jesus was born just around the season if you are putting yourself in the mind that this is so important what you are doing is putting the savior in a box of religiousness and what we need to understand is that we should have this joy and adoration that Simeon had every single day Every time I see one of those little baby boys back there in this holiday season, I think to myself that Jesus was brought to the temple as one of these little children and Simeon saw him in the joy. Before Jesus was ever out of the womb, before Jesus ever was born into the world, John the Baptist is in his mother's womb and he leapt for joy and said, praise God in heaven. I don't know if John the Baptist could talk or if he had his thumb in his mouth or what was going on inside the womb, but he leapt for joy at the sight or the, the presence of Jesus' mother and Jesus being there. And I want you to understand that, are you that excited about Jesus? Is your adoration matching up with the things that are adorned around you in the Christmas season? Red and green, that's made up. That's not biblical. I'm more concerned about purple and gold, colors of reality and royalty. People say, why do you like purple so much? It's the color of the king and the color of my Savior's blood, which was shed for me when he died on the cross. I don't mean to depress you because Christmas is not a depressing time. It's a time of peace, joy, hope, and love. But it is also a time to understand exactly the weight of what Jesus did for you. That he was born on this end to be a light to the world, to show you like a lantern the way to the Father. No man cometh to the Father, but Christmas is much more than the commercialized holiday that we have made it into in our culture. Christmas is much more than gift-giving, gift-giving, Christmas songs, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. It's much more than all that. Christmas is the beginning of the gospel being fulfilled. It's the start of what it had to happen in order for you and I to be saved. Christmas should be about us showing our adoration our appreciation, our ultimate love towards the Almighty. And the greatest gift we can give Him is our praise, is our obedience, is having peace in His Son, Jesus Christ. I'll close with saying this. When you give someone a gift, if you're a giving person at all, doesn't it bring great joy to you to see them hold that and be excited about it? If you have the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is the gift of God, the Bible tells us, you hold on to it like Simeon. Do you know that that makes God the Father so happy and so joyous to see you holding on to that, using it, loving it, praising him for it? Simple illustration, but that's what it looks like to God the Father. When you hold his little baby boy, your Savior, in your arms, And tell them, thank you. I love you. You've given me peace. And you've given me joy. Today, if you don't have that peace, if you don't have that blessed hope, there's no day like today to be saved. Today is the day of salvation. But I also say there is something special. There is something different about the Christmas season. People become a little sensitive and their hearts are a little open. So today, if you would bow your heads, close your eyes with me. As we close out here as our